Hello and welcome again to the Monkey Fish Podcast. As always, you're joined by myself, the arrogant apostle. And who's with me? The specialist. Specialist, how you been? Yeah, it's good, man. Why? Well, you know what? Let me not exaggerate. It's not good. It's okay. <laughs> it's it's okay. Um, it's going. It's going. It's um, participating, taking place. Time is in a continual motion. Of course, man. And you know, we're we were well, well, well into January. We start in January 2021. Well into All we January. Have is, no, well, no, not well days, into January. I said it was starting January 2021. Okay. And um, and uh, we, all we have is hope now. Really, what else do we have? Um, what else in the world do we have? Nothing. So uh, we just have hope. I mean, to be fair, I'm, I don't, I don't want to. I mean, I know there's bad things happening in the world, but. I just want to say that I got to leave work at 12 o'clock and I had to get to work for 8.30 and that is a solid day for me. So Why did you, why did you, have, a, why did you have an earlier day? Um, I don't know. I had, to, I had some training to do. I did a bit of training for some, for some people, uh, delivering that because there's people in 2021 who still don't know how to use Zoom, which is a mystery. To be honest, man, until only recently, um i've been i've been using zoom and i had to i had to um i had to attend a work christmas party last year um on zoom which was just not great (laughs) it was just you know yeah we had about 60 people on zoom uh and for this work christmas party i'm gonna stop you there i'm gonna stop you there the story already sounds sad as it is um yeah it was just not it was not fun i'm not a big fan if i can avoid it i mean we i did um i did a whatsapp new year's eve party with my mates i think i sent you a message yeah i sent you a message on new year's eve i was like yo you want to get get in on this but a lot of it was just spontaneous at first it was just like with one of my mates i was talking to earlier on the day then we got another one in and then the other one i was like hey i'm on this party you want you want in that was all right. It was nice to sort of reunite with the guys, um, these guys from back in high school days. Uh, and uh, it was as good as it, 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 we could make it. But still, it Honestly, was no... sounds, as, as good as you make it, it still sounds pretty sad. Yeah, well, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not face-to-face contact. It's not being in the <laughs> no. same room as a person. Do you, know, you know? do you know what it is? In my head, in my head, I just imagine it as you guys like are on the phone and you're like, yeah, guys, it's really great to catch up. It's really good to catch up. And then like, there's just like one like really depressive person in the back is like, look how sad this is. He's so happy to have a phone call. He thinks he's making friends in real life. Mm-hmm. I think you're being cynical about it. I think you're being cynical about it. It's not as, it's not as, it's not as sad as, as, as you're you making know, it out to be. Okay. Let me give you my you angle. The- why. Let me give you my angle. Why though? Like I remember, like um, I was talking. Do you know? Do you know what House Party is? Um, I heard about it. Is that another one of those apps? Yeah, House Party is an app where like you do like a video call with people, and then you play games and you play like Guess Who and Charades and stuff like that. And like right. um, I think I was talking to one girl, and like we were like playing games and stuff like a house party, and like. Even though I get what the intention is, because this is like, all right, we're in this weird situation. Let's just try and make the best of it. At the back of my mind, I was like, this is still sad. Well, yeah, but it, you know, circumstances are as they are, isn't it? And um, it, I, I felt the exact same way, right? Because um, in it, I, um, someone, a mate of mine, was celebrating his birthday on that house party app way before I really got involved in this. At this, at this, at this point. I'm stuck. I'm now getting into doing um, uh, video calls with people. I never really used to do them before. Don't really like doing them, anyways. But um, they invited me to this thing, and I just didn't feel it. I was like, no, what is this about? We're just going to be all on screens, basically. But we're still alone. We're not in the same room together. Exactly. And then my mate explained it to me, and he said, ah, there was just too many people that I eventually like took like two other two of my mates to the side on the call on a video call, and we just did it on that because. It was just overwhelming. Um, and then I uh, had maybe one or two Zoom calls and I've been having video calls with mates in London. All right, fair I've enough. Got, I've got, yeah, I've, I've kind of soothed into it. At the yeah. end of the day, I think nothing, you know, there's no substitute for the lives that we used to live before COVID. Um, but 
this is the life we are in now. You know so if you want to live in the past, live in the past. But you gotta accept that this is what this is what it is, man. It's like what you're saying that you were doing, you were training people today because some niggas still don't know how to use Zoom. They need to get wise. <laughs> that's what that's the that's the scheme now. Isn't it? You know what? You know what? Here's my thing about the whole situation. I refuse to normalize anything that's happening in this period of time. I refuse <laughs> to say it's okay to go for random walks in the middle of winter because that's the only way you could speak to another person. I refuse to believe that video calling in groups makes it feel like you're all hanging out at the same time. You're not. And you need to deal with that. Yeah. But that's just me. That's just me. Yeah. That's just me. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. No. Um, yeah, accept it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, you were telling me about a story, weren't you? About something about Tom Cruise. What was that about? Oh, yeah. The Tom Cruise one. Um... Did you did you listen to the rant? You said you yeah, didn't yeah, you told me about it. And you showed me. I listened to it. What, yeah, so what was yeah. the situation? It, it, you know, coincidentally, um, when I when I I sent this rant to my friend, and then immediately we started reminiscing about the Christian Bale rant. Remember the Christian Bale rant? Yeah. When the light lighting technician was walking behind him, and was like, "You'll never work in this in this industry again." And I said to my mate, I, I said to my mate, I was like, "I bet you he's made sure of that." Even now, if the if that lighting technician goes for a job in construction, he calls the boss up immediately. He's like, "You better get rid of this dude." <laughs> That's telling the boss of the construction, or you'll never work in this town again. Um, you know but yeah, you gotta find out. You gotta ask, what the fuck are these lighting, lighting, lighting direct people doing? What are they doing? They keep pissing actors off. Yeah, they keep vexating one. With the Tom Cruise one, to summarize, mm. basically, it he, he comes into um, the studio because they're making Mission Impossible Five, I think. Now is it six? I can't remember. It's the next one, anyways. Yeah. Um, but, and he walks into the film studio and he sees people crowded around the computer, and he basically just rips the shit out of. I'm guessing the assistant, the manager, the the studio manager, and the assistant manager, whoever's in charge of the, the operation there and he rips the shit out of them because he's like look if you you are the i'm seeing these people crowded around if any if there's an outbreak of covid then everybody's fucked and it, that we're gonna shut the thing down you're gonna fuck up everybody's um job and they you know then they won't be able to pay their rent feed their families um, and all you have to do is just stick to the rules. And he even, he even tells them that, look at this stick, look at this stick. How many meters is that? <laughs> it's, so, it's so condescending. But my view on it, you know, like I'm, I'm par with a lot of, you know, celebrity overreactions. He's not being unreasonable in what he's telling them. Because the fact of the matter is, Tom Cruise is probably one of the few studios in Hollywood right now that are operational. And there are a lot of people um, in the arts, uh, in, the, uh, in, in the dramatics and arts, who, one, they don't, I guess they don't earn as much money as they should. They're living paycheck to paycheck and they really need these studios open. And so it's, it's huge. The, the whole project is huge. You wait, 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 wait. You're telling me... The people in Hollywood making movies are living paycheck to paycheck. Oh yeah, ever yeah, definitely, man. You, 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 what they get paid for the projects that they do, and these projects are few and far between. It's not like us where we get paid monthly. Oh, okay. The, I thought you uh, meant like okay. I thought you meant like yeah, and life and like no, because if you work for a studio, for a specific studio, not like an independent freelancer, but for a studio. Yeah, well, if you work for an, a studio, for example, if you're a casting director for an, a studio, that doesn't mean that you're going to be a casting director on every film. No, market. no, but you're gonna, I, just, yeah. I just want to point out, like, a casting director is a quite relevant job in the, in the process of making a movie, right? Relevant. Yeah, it's irrelevant. It's one of the more important jobs, what I'm trying to say. Not the most important, but it's one of the more important jobs in terms right. of the whole production, Right. If you were to say like an extra or someone who's like a stage handle or someone like who's just like a roadie or something, then it makes more sense. But like a casting director, surely you get paid enough to cover you like 24,000 or something. That's enough to cover you for a whole year as far as when you get paid or whatever, right? Surely you get paid more than that to pick who's going to be 
for casting in this big budget Tom Cruise movie. Surely it's not that paycheck to paycheck. It, it is paycheck to check, paycheck if you're spending your money quite frivolously, but it's not to the extent of the normal man's paycheck to paycheck. Well, I can agree with that, but I also think that whatever you get paid is relative to your bills. That's what I said, it's relevant, relevant relative yeah. to them, but I'm saying relevant, relative to the layman, us, right? Paycheck to paycheck is different because it's like, if someone was paying me, I don't know, 15 grand a year, right? Yeah. That's paycheck to paycheck. You're, you're not making sense. Do you understand what paycheck to paycheck means? There is no, it's not like, a, it's not like our, our situation where yes, we, how much we get paid is, um, is per annum. Know, paycheck to paycheck means that this is how much you're going to get this, uh, this is how much you're going to get this month or this week for the work you've done this month or this week. I understand then, what you There's nothing, yeah. So you can't, you can't say you got 15 grand per year. I know, but trend, understand, yeah. understand me. So you said uh, these casting directors are earning paycheck to paycheck is it's a real struggle for them, yeah? Roughly, that's yeah. what you said, right? This yeah. is what I'm saying, but relative to the amount <laughs> they get paid for that one project, it's a bit much to say that it's paycheck to paycheck. Because when you think of paycheck to paycheck, you think of someone trying to make ends meet, but relative to the amount they get paid, it can, it's not like they're struggling to make ends meet. They can make ends yeah. meet. Yeah, like but they, don't ga- they can't guarantee where the next paycheck is I get is that, coming but from. by the same logic, an athlete is paycheck to paycheck. A, a, anyone who does a, any kind of freelance work is paycheck to paycheck, but some freelance work I give you room to relax for a while before you need to worry about your next paycheck. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, okay, one, an athlete is not paycheck to paycheck. Even if they're not enough. Not yes, enough. Yeah. If, if How is athlete... an athlete not paycheck to paycheck? They're not, they're okay, not... then next, let, me, let me explain then. Let me answer your question. Uh, the reason why they're not paycheck to paycheck, uh, the reason why they're not paycheck to paycheck is that whether they play, whether they play or they don't play, they still get paid. But that's under terms of a contract, but once that contract is exactly, over, they have a job. Exactly. So no, exactly. But, no, but, no, but under the terms of a contract, you, the contract you negotiate, because if a casting director doesn't get sick or doesn't play, does that, does that mean they don't get... They get paid a fixed contract. You get the work on fixed contracts, right? Yeah, they work on fixed contracts. So how are they not they paycheck to the paycheck work. They don't, they don't work permanently oh. for that. They don't work permanently for that. Once that contract runs out, that's it. They're fucked. So, okay, okay. If if the athlete is not oh, let's talk, let's talk we're talking let's say um, uh, American football British football or basketball right if the patient if the athlete is not featured on the lineup nor featured in the bench so will he will he not get paid if he's still part of the team okay if the casting director is sick take some take a day off will they not why be are you paid? answering my question why are you because answering it's, my question it's the same thing it's the same process no right? it's not no it's not yes, answer it my is. question is that a yes anyway, or no this is a yes or no uh, no, it's not a tangent. You're losing the argument. argument. Yes or no? Yes this or is no? an argument. Yes it's an no? argumental tangent, but it's not a tangent. Uh, yeah, no. but yes or no? I've asked you a question. You haven't answered my question. Yes, and, my but question. okay, I'll answer yours. Yes, an athlete still does get paid. If a casting so director... not paycheck to paycheck. If, if a casting director gets sick, takes a day off, they still get paid their agreed terms <laughs> on the contract. They're not paid for how many days of work, and they're paid for the for the... Uh, for what put they can bring to the product. That's the same thing an athlete gets paid for that. Yeah, okay, okay. So you hire a casting director for to do some work um, for a month. They mm. then become sick and they are sick for their whole four weeks. Are they still going to get paid? Depending on terms of the contract, because if, if you're a high quality casting director, even getting sacked, you still get paid. Even if you do a bad job, you still get paid. There's loads yeah, of but contracts. they can't deliver the work that they're being paid for. Yeah, you can still, no, you, yeah, if, you, if your name is the thing about, okay, a footballer, who is or a manager, a football manager or sports manager, sports coach, right? A high ranking one will sign for a team. And if they get fired within the first two weeks of it, they're owed six million, even though they get sacked. That happens, yes? Yes, but being sacked and not being able to deliver the work that you're Why would you to get do, sacked if, you're not, to, if you were able no, to? Deliver, no, we talk, you, don't you get to, sacked because you're not being able to deliver the, the work. You get fired from your job because you're not able to deliver. Yeah, that's, that's and the money that you then get paid is called severance, severance pay. A, a casting director who does a bad job will still get paid. Yeah, because they did, they, they delivered the work. Even whether they did the bad job or not, they delivered the work. Okay, but you're I'm, saying like, yeah. you're saying like, oh, if they get sick and then they can't do it. Yeah, if they're sick and can't do it. If they're contracted to do the work within four weeks 
and they're sick that they can't do the, the work within the four weeks. They've delivered nothing to the project. Therefore, yeah, then this they would happen. not be paid. No, 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 no. That's not how that works. Again, it's in terms of a contract because the contract says uh, you are owed this much. And if you can't, if you have to terminate your contract, you get given this much compensation. Then that's how it works because that's how it works in football. When a football manager gets sick, they don't they get paid for the whole contract. You, you, that contract is terminated and they get given the severance. Okay. All right. Um, so, Tom Cruise. The uh, the no, the notion is the the notion is that um, he's trying to explain to his team that um, if they need to stick strictly to these guidelines, because in in any happenstance that someone does, and again, this thing, the problem with COVID is that you can be asymptomatic but still be a carrier. Mm -hmm. and and you can pass it on so even and then even if people i he i he probably trust they all trust that um their workers would phone in if they weren't feeling well but if someone felt great but well, had covid the and they weren't following the rules yeah. they could just spread that thing shut the whole project down and something like mission impossible where there's huge stunts there's huge um uh, there's a huge production value of of a film like that it, that would kill so many people's situation. I mean, like they would. There's so many people who, ri who rely on that on that money. So his anger, his anger, and what he was saying to them, I totally agree with it. Even though I don't agree, um, I'm, you know, I have my views on lockdown and this and that and this and that. I do agree that you can't. You still can't be dumb. You still can't be dumb and be dumb. And what the, and him walking in, into them on, in, huddled around the computer is not smart. Okay, um, I agree with you. I agree with what you said. I agree that he's in the right, but now I'll put my devil's advocate hat on. Um, mm. on, a, on, a, on a small level, it just sounded weird coming from him. No, not coming from him. It's just the way he said it. Like, if I, if I was, because again, devil, devil's advocate, if I was on yeah. the stage listening to him rant, rant, rant like that, I think I'd break, break out in laughter. Do you think so? Yeah, because he's like, you have to care about everyone. Think about their mothers. Children are dying out here. If they don't get this movie, loads of people will suffer. And then you're like, like, there's a point where you hit the perfect spot and like yeah. you really drove the message home. And then there's a yeah. point where like he really went too far with it. Do you know what I mean? He did. He did. He went on a, a sanctimonious rant, didn't he? That's where, that's where, that's where it goes. So he, there's a point where Richie's is like, Everyone here depends on you. We need to make this movie happen. Loads of studios are just shutting. We're one of the few ones open. We're lucky to have this opportunity. We need to work this. Make sure it works. Get it right. Everyone's counting on you. Finish it. Yeah. And then he goes, America is star is struggling. The world needs yeah. this film. Do you know how... Then I'm like, the world? America? Wait, wait a minute. I didn't even know you were shooting this film. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. He said, he said some wild shit. He said, like, uh, we are keeping everybody's relying on us to keep the film, to keep the film industry alive. I was like, everyone? <laughs> I was like, all right, all right, all right, let's dial it back a bit, mate. Let's dial it back a bit. <laughs> I, say, I totally understand what you mean. I totally understand what you mean. To, to a, there's a point where you hit it right, and then there's a, after that, it was gratuitous. <laughs> and I think the guy's, Got it in the first three pa paragraphs. That's what it is. Because like, yeah. like I would have said, I, I heard, I, I heard you. I got it. We got it. We yeah, got yeah, it. yeah. And then he carries yeah. on, and then you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. But he carries on, and it's just like, bro. But I feel, I kind of feel sorry for him because I feel like, do you know, do you know, do you know when you're like arguing with someone, right, and you fight for your point, and you make the point, and they agree, and then like. But you've got too much fire in you to stop the argument. Yeah, the, I was actually about to mention what you were about to say. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so exactly you've got what all this energy to argue left over. And then the other <laughs> person is just like not reciprocating the kind of energy you need for it to be, to be productive. Uh, yeah. So you're just there being like, I mean, you got to know, man, I care about you. What, what you. I just want you to be all right, man. You know? I just want you to be all right. <laughs> that's so true, you know, and, uh, and that's what... Uh, just you mentioning that made me think about that. I was like, actually, let's open up the, um, the the analysis of what this rant was about because it's more. It's also a commentary on how what we do when we're when we've gone red. When you've gone red, 
you know, you in the beginning stages, I mean, you've been um you've been affected by someone or you've been affected by something. So your anger is justified because you've been rubbed the wrong way mm -hmm. and you feel like you need to speak out. So at the 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 third of your statement when you speak out is 100% valid. The two thirds of that afterwards, it's just you. It's just you really trying to get as many digs in as possible. Right. It's just you going a bit too far and, you know, like in, indulging yourself, indulging your anger a bit more than you should. Exactly. Um, exactly. He was, yeah. he, was just, he was just stroking his ire by the whole situation. Yeah. He was, <laughs> stroking his ire. <laughs> I feel like that's what he calls his cut. <laughs> That's what, it was. That's what it was, and it was quite. Are you ready to receive my ayah? <laughs> Pause. Uh, yeah, no homo. And, uh, just, just put no. that. Here's a question. Do you think? Wait. Okay. There's, another, po it... there's a point. There's another point I needed to make. Okay. So. Oh yeah. The first one is that he was sanctimonious, and obviously he's looking at it that way. The other thing about it that I took that took away from that I took away from it was. How does how do you expect the rest of that day's shooting to go? Because do you know what I think eventually sets in as well? A lot that I think people don't think about. You know, like after you after your after you your anger is gone, right? Mm. And then like you're calm again, and then you're talking to the person, and then you realize and then you realize how kind of extra you were, and then you're left with that bit of awkwardness. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. So um, the set, he's gonna get back and joking with those people, and then like he's, he'd be like, uh, "Hey man, listen, I didn't mean to shout at you like that, but you know what I mean. I'm just really passionate about that. You gotta, you gotta put one of them out there as well afterwards. It's just, it's just an ugly situation." Ah, but you see, that's a good question, right? That's a good question. What was the atmosphere on the set? I imagine everybody was petrified. No one was gonna fuck with him again. But you gotta remember that Tom Cruise is not just someone who was having a hissy fit. Tom Cruise is the is the CEO. He's the guy running the shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know if you've had a bollocking from a, a manager before. They do not give a fuck how you feel about that bollocking afterwards. <laughs> they do not. They got no time to to ease you back into the relationship and make you feel comfortable again. They want you to be fearful so you don't go ahead. It's same thing with your you know, the parent. You know, moms are the worst for it. When your mom was vexed at you, when your mom was vexed at you, she said some wild shit. She said some wild shit. Did she afterwards go, oh, my son, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for the things I said. No, she didn't. She left it like that because she was she she knew that you ain't going to go and do that thing again. So so it, the step, you know, the anger he he, uh, the anger he presented and the way he took, he um, handled the situation, he did it on purpose because he wanted to instill the fear of God in them. Mm. You know, <laughs> like, literally know. laid out to them, I will fire you any given second. He actually said one of them. He said, I'll get rid of you. Yeah, no, any no. Given what second. did he say? He said, he said, if you do it again, I'll sack you. If he does it again, I'll sack you for not managing him. I was like, bro, that's <laughs> that's, that's that's ruthless, right? That's so that now, uh, and he's he laid turned, out, he he's turned laid out everyone. He turned yeah. everyone. He turned everyone into a character from 1984. Now <laughs> they're all fucking uh, He laid it out clear and simple to the other guy. He was like, if he fucks up again, then you're gone too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so now that other guy's looking at the other guy's like, yo, man, you better not do this again, you know? <laughs> yeah, and that, that is strategic. That's strategic. You know, the, the, be the best thing you can do, I think it's a divide and conquer kind of thing, is that make sure, because if he, if he only makes it seem that he has the power to get rid of only one of them, mm -hmm. eh, it allows the other one to take the piss. You know, he's not yeah, worried about the that, other guy's that. actions. The the other thing, the other thing, uh, there's the other thing I was thinking, like, my my other thoughts like, what made him feel like that on that day, right? Because, like, mm. in my head, I'm like, do you know what? When, like, you must have had a meeting with some of some other friends, and they're like, bro, do you hear about thing? You think you went broke, man. And everyone's, like, saying it, and like, he's, like, really shitting himself. Do you know what I mean? And then mm. suddenly, like, shit got real for him. So when he saw that guy wearing a mask, he's like, 
fuck this. I'm not going away. I'm not going out like fucking Peter or Patrick or whatever. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, the question I think it's better asked, and you asked the right question. And I think the question is, what makes the what makes anybody feel like that these days? You know, and I think that COVID has really raised the the emotional level of most people. Like even the way I, I see how people perceive certain situations and how they're communicating their concerns over seems like an outright, you know, like just over the top. Mm-hmm. You know, some people, and even the, way, the, the languages they use against people they disagree with, it's just really OTT. So what, what crews, how crews behave is really similar to how a lot of people are behaving right now. They just, and they feel like, you know, it's people who are fucking it up for everybody else but th- this th- this virus is, is is doing its own thing man it's it's on its own it's on its own flex you know it's moving through us and some of us don't even know it's moving through us you know there was one uh, some people feel like you know if you do not wear your mask you could kill someone how does that even work like how how have you suddenly made this connection that if i'm not wearing a mask this one day i could literally kill you kill another person you be in a, I've heard of people being in line. Some people are really proud. And actually, I was watching an interview on, um, on Good Morning Britain, and this lady, this black lady, was saying that there are two black ladies who were interviewed. And this black lady says, Yeah, when I'm at, if I'm at the shop and someone's not wearing a mask, I turn around and tell them off. I'm like, who the fuck do you think you are? You can just turn around to a stranger. You have no idea. You haven't even said hello to them. How are you? How are you keeping? How's your family? You're just like, Hey, you're not wearing a mask. What's wrong with you? You're going to be killing people everybody's emotional state is at that level. And I think people just need to calm down a bit. <laughs> I don't know about you. Do you know what? Uh, uh, just to be a dickhead about it, I feel like if someone said that to me, my natural restraint re- response would be to want to pretend to sneeze in the whole shop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, We're all dead now. So all you complainers, shut up, shut up. Let it go. Let it go. I sneezed already. What would you want from me now? I'll put the face mask on if you want to, but, you know. <laughs> What's going to happen now? What are you doing? <laughs> it's in the air. We're out here now. What are you going to do? Run away. Like, what? What? What do you do? Get a grip. Get a grip. <laughs> it's true. And you were doing the most obnoxious sneeze ever. You know, the one that's like, ah, <laughs> 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 I'll huff and puff and blow the fucking bitch down, man. Yeah. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah uh i think you know i don't know where people come from i think one thing when i listened to the recording i was like if it was me though and i think um who is it uh someone famous was it ben affleck i can't remember yeah no it was um who was he was in saving private ryan forrest gump that guy uh tom hanks No, it was George Clooney. It was George Clooney. George Clooney replied to that rant and he said, look, I agree what he's saying, but I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have handled it in the way he did. And I I agree. Because he knows (laughs) over the top that that thing is like three minutes long. By one minute 20, you knew it was done. Yeah, it was done. There was nothing further to say in it. That when it reach one minute 20, you're like, yeah, stop it here. And then you're like, oh, he's going. Oh, he's still going. And you're like, oh. You know, I wouldn't, I would not even yelled at those guys. I would have sat them down and had a conversation and just said, look, guys, come on. You're like, you know, we got to follow these rules. Look, I don't like them. You don't like them. But if we shut down, we're fucked. And they would have understood it on that level. And this is something that I've, I've discussed with people about managers, that sometimes you just, managers need to understand, okay, yeah, you can bollock someone, yeah? And maybe you want to you want to sound angry. You want to put the fear of God in them so that they don't go and, and do that again. But remember, these people are adults. Don't humiliate them. And that 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 rant that Tom Cruise did, as sanctimonious as it was, as right as he was, it was still humiliating for those guys to be standing there being treated like children. You know what I mean? Yeah, I and uh, so that, what's your final take then? Yeah, my final take is, is wild. <laughs> it's wild. Mm-hmm. I think that he. he he, he said the right things. Like I said, I have my reservations about restrictions, rules, and whatnot. But when I go outside, I wear my mask uh, just to make other people feel better. Um, if, I, if, if my boss says, you can come into the office, but you can't be sitting on the same table, I'm not going to be hanging around with all my colleagues on, the set, on my table. I'm going to sit away because if 
if I'm a cause or they are the cause of any outbreak, that shuts my company down or shuts the business down. And that's not good for me. And I'm in a situation. So we just got to be, yeah, he's right. You've got to be wise because the odds are really stacked against us. Yeah. However, however, they, we've got to remember, we've got to treat each other with respect. And what's I've found from this crisis with people is that people have lost that. They've lost that nuance of talk to me with respect. Stop, make, stop making uh, assumptions about me. Uh, or making uh, uh, accusations about me and let's see eye to eye about this issue you know and uh yeah that's my view what's your view um my view is just simple good idea bad execution yeah i agree yeah. i agree I agree. right so what's the what's next story you got for us what, what's happening what else been happening um so did you hear about what happened uh uh yesterday um with congress oh okay i'll tell you what i know i'll tell you what i know and then you can fill the gaps in sure. okay sure so i haven't seen news because i told you already i'm i've, I've uh, switched off from world news and all that other stuff stuff yeah. right so i saw a headline that says uh protesters march on american capitol hill blah 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 but then i haven't seen the news story or only seen any video or anything like that and then I went to bed right. and then I woke up this morning and I had like 52 injured or something like that. And then like four are dead. And I don't really know any much beyond that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you've, covered most, you've covered most of it in the epicenter of the day, but I, I'll fill in the blanks for you. So as you know, um, Trump has been uh, disputing the election results for ages at this stage. I think we're from November till now. He's running out of time because they got, you know, um, Joe Biden's inauguration is in two weeks time. So in the American system, I, I, yesterday, which is the 6th of January, um, after, the, uh, after the electoral college results have been certified by the electoral college, then Congress have to certify it to make um, the next president, um, to certify the next president uh, for the inauguration. And they had to do that yesterday for Biden. However, Trump decided to do a rally earlier in the day, on the same day, where he invited all loads of his um, supporters um, in Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. During that rally, he told his supporters to march down to where Congress was certifying the results. He said, we're going to go there and we're going to protest and we're going to do this because uh, um, uh, um, because I we we were robbed of the selection. You were robbed. It is the way he's using language. He's not saying I am robbed anymore to incite his his um, supporters into acting on his behalf. He says mm -hmm. we were robbed. Um, he he said he was going to walk with them, but instead he went back to the White House. <laughs> So all of you, all of the protesters were under disbelief. I mean, Trump supporters, man, Trump supporters, I just can't, I don't understand them sometimes, but they believe that Trump was walking with them to Congress. Instead, the niggas just chilling on, the, on his sofa, watching it on TV. They get to Congress and they start, they start, they just start rioting. They, they break through Congress, they break through the, the first police line, and they actually go into the chamber where the vice president, his guy is there as well, and the rest of all the other Republicans, most of them are supporting an objection against the election results. They're there as well, and they have to be evacuated. Um, and uh, uh, one lady was shot in the neck by Secret Service because they were trying to charge in, and Secret Service were telling them, no, step How back. How precise is that to shoot someone in the neck? <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, thing is, so the thing is, this is the this is the problem with this dude, man. He, he's so selfish and narcissistic that he doesn't understand the impact of his. You know, the presidency has a power to it. In fact, any leadership, we know this about our African countries, right? No matter how much. How bad the, the 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 president is. There's always people in the country who believe in the president, right? No matter even if it's plain and simple, the guy's corrupt to high hill. Um, he's killing people. He's and he's doing this and doing that. There's always a faction of people who will who are deadly loyal to that guy, and they'll go anywhere because of the power that he that that he's wielding. For some reason, it's hypnotic to some people who can't be critical about a situation. So Trump doesn't understand that. He doesn't understand that 
or maybe he understands it and manipulates it, that his Trump, his supporters will believe anything he says. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, will, they will do anything he, do, he says. So when he uses certain language, like they stole the election, they're robbing us, you know, as a support, his supporters are like, yeah, yeah. And then they're just like, all right, fine. Let's go there. Let's, let's fuck things up. Let's crash into it. And four people died. That's on him. That's literally on him. I don't even know why they're not investigating the FBI and I get involved investigating this because four people died as a result of what he did that day, mm-hmm. which is crazy. How do you feel about this? Um, uh, I think I look at it from two sides, right? I look at it from the lens of... Uh, uh, the, the the spirit of the revolutionary, right? And the in, right. In, and the like the lens of history, like what does this mean in history or in time in general? Do you know what I mean? Like, will any of this have some significance? Because if none of this has significance, that means those four people died for completely nothing. Mm-hmm. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, those fa- and that's not just four people. That's four people, then family members, and then relatives and friends who are affected. Exactly. And I'm not deaths. saying those four people died for nothing in the sense of we should feel sorry for them because mm-hmm. the cause they were searching for, searching for is not just, but in the sense of that, it is the value of a life in general. Do you know what I mean? The same way, like, you you see that Jacob Blake died and then everyone thought his life would mean something in his death and then this happens and it reverses the significance of what his death meant to us in a sense about all the, all the hope that, that he gave you. You know what I mean? Because if he died and then it led to this massive change, then his death had value and who knows? So in a sense, uh, again, looking at it, looking for it as a history, you want this to be an inciting incident that leads to some kind of change where either white people would then say, yeah, racism is real, and that's a clear example of it, or people will have their voice, or people will wake up and realise, actually, the right isn't always what it wants, what it says it is, because they're having you die for these ideas of a man who doesn't care about you. You, you think that, right? Yeah. That's what you think. Yeah. And then the other side of me is just like, oh, it's typical American shit, so whatever. Yeah, uh, quick correction. Oh, oh, quick question. When you say Jake Paul, um, where is it? Jacob Blake is not dead. He's paralyzed. But are you, were you talking about George Floyd? George Floyd. I don't know why I said Jacob uh, Yeah, sorry. No, no. George Floyd, my mistake, yeah. So George yeah. Floyd, so when you look at things like that and then like, the only benefit out of Jake, uh, George Floyd's death is that obviously the settlement his family got and things like that. Do you know what I mean? Where like, at least, it, at least his family didn't then struggle for the rest of their life while losing someone but in the greater sense of it you know what i mean it's falling into the ether so it's just it's just there is an aspect where you want to say this should mean something in the in the eyes of history but the other aspect of it is this is typical so yeah i mean this is i think it's a it's an interesting exhibition of of what power really means and why it needs to be um it needs to be carefully wielded mm-hmm. because like you're saying, you know, those four lives are, that's, that's four worlds that have now gone from this earth. And for what reason? Because at the end of the day, Biden got certified as the next president of the United States at the end of that day, because they did, I think they completed it this morning. Um, and four people died just because this guy won't accept that he lost the election. Um, and we, it, the, the, as someone said, uh, I think Biden said, we need to remember that language matters. And it does, because if, if you're inciting people to feel so angry about the situation and you're the president or the prime minister, they, they also make this assumption that because you're, you're the president or prime minister, you must know something that they don't know. And surely you must be right. And they'll do anything. They'll fight for you. They'll kill. They'll they'll, they'll die for you. Oh, okay. Here's my question. Oh, okay. I have a question for you, right? Mm. It's witnessing the level of power this man has, right? And then we'll say, re the 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 people he utilizes, right, are the normal man, 
to action his 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 uh, ideas in in the public sphere. Do you know what I mean? Sure, sure. Right, he does. So he will. The, the media will say some of the things he says, but the the normal man is the one who's really delivering the messages. He his gospel as he sees it. Do you know what I mean? So sure. saying that, it seems to me that in his whole presidency. The presidency gave him immunity from persecution. Yeah, yeah. But, and a platform to speak. But now there's acquired the voice. What tells you that even if he gets removed from office, his voice goes away? Because he can just become a what's that what's that fat white dude's name? He does that crazy infomercial, InfoWars. Oh, um, Alex Jones. Yeah, like, the ones who start Trump moving into that sphere and becoming more div- uh, divisive in that sphere. He's already got the That's audience. Perfect. Yeah, he's got 75 million people who will tune into that crazy co- podcast he would make. <laughs> but I'm saying that with that podcast, you can still action people because they're because he's a, he's not like he's, he's a leader. He's a symbol for them. He's, he's the banner that he's he, <laughs> they, they, they ride for his banner, man. His banner man will come from. Yeah, you know what he did, and you, you gotta give him credit for this. He plugged in to um he plugged into to people who had pre-existing grievances with the system in the country. And he, he, when, he, when he ran for office the first time, and, and he has had a really tight grip mm. on, on that since then. And a lot of things that happened, like when they said he was a Russia agent and in golden showers, <laughs> when he was say, saying that, and then that was disproven, that only fired these people up to say, Trump's a hero, Trump is this. Look at the QAnon love, the QAnon love think he's a messiah. You know what I mean? So he's really, he's, what can we say? You know what? Trump is the greatest this, con man has this, ever lived. <laughs> I think this is a rare moment I can actually um, kind of like create a, an, an understanding. Okay. Uh, oh. So I'm going to compare Trump to Mugabe for the, pres- right. the former president of Zimbabwe. Not in person. It wouldn't be that fu- Yeah. It not wouldn't be person- an absurd comparison. It wouldn't be an absurd comparison. No, no, no. <laughs> no not in personality because they're two very opposed people in terms. In terms of, because if you attach the word dictator, you automatically think they're all the same. But obviously, there's nuances to that. Just like if you say lib, uh, democratic or democratic democratic leaders, they're very. They're, that's just one word, but they're very different as how they do things. Right. But we're talking about symbolism towards the supporters. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So what I mean by that is that uh, if you ask the rest of the world who's Mugabe, everyone would say he's a tyrant. Do you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. you are not going with this. If you ask a Shona person, you know, like me or any other Shona person, who's Mugabe, they'll say he's a national hero. Right. Do you know what I mean? And the argument is that because to, to the rest of the world, Mugabe is the person who stole Zimbabwe from, uh, from Britain and then he put his country into subjugation and they killed all these white people and blah, blah, blah. But then... We also remember Mugabe as a person who took the country and left it back in Zimbabwean people's control, whether it's for good or for bad, but the country is in our hands and it's in our, it's, it's up to us to fix it rather than needing to have someone else to come in and fix it. And that's the thing mm-hmm. we see him for as a symbol. Now he's done loads of terrible things and there's no denying about that. Like he's a terrible, terrible human being and he's done loads of terrible things. But the one thing that he did do that moment gave us self-determination to a level that's that that that's that's that that gives us belief or feelings or hope of owning our nation that surpasses any his evils in a way really surpasses evils in a way and because he gave the black man in zimbabwe the zimbabwean man and he's and he said like a white man should never own any land in this country and that he and they really enacted that and they put that into purpose and so for us the symbol of that, he's a symbol of our free, of our conquering British Brit, the Britain. Do you know what I mean? As much as like right. he's also a tyrant or whatever, for us, he's the symbol of our domination of a Britain in our own land, right? Right. And in the same way, so Trump probably says a lot of things that Trump supporters don't support, they don't like, they don't like, but he's a symbol 
of the time when they were great, when he, when they had value, when when their la- when America was their land. Do you know what I mean? In that sense, like when the ground they walked and belonged to them. He is a time of that symbol in a world that's constantly telling them that the world no longer has a place for them. So I can understand that's, that. That's spot on, mate. That is that. I can't. I can't. I can't explain it any better than how you explained it. Um, but what, how does that phrase go? One man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter. Yeah. And uh, that, that is exactly what you've explained. And that is why his supporters will die for him. They will, because what, what he did for them was make them relevant again. He, what he did for them was make their concerns relevant. And Trump, like Mugabe, is a consequence of the former leadership. Mugabe is a consequence of the British colonial and Trump is a consequence of the democratic leadership that um, favored um, upper, uh, middle upper class people and the, and the elites in Washington and Silicon Valley mm-hmm. over the coal miners down south or, mm-hmm. you, you know, the working class lot. Um, and and, and he represented um, that ideology that our voices matter and we need to change this country because of the corruption there. Like he drained the swamp, mm-hmm. you know, things that he said like that. People felt that. People felt, you know, like it took, when he talks about immigration and says, we've got to do something about these Mexicans coming over the wall, build a wall. People felt that. They felt mm-hmm. like he was going to, uh, he was going to take action where they have seen countless presidents say they're going to take action, but they just keep the machine rolling. Um, and yeah, Mugabe was Mugabe was a consequence of, of brutal British rule over Zimbabwe or Rhodesia at the time. And when he stepped up and said, I'm going to fight back, everybody was like, and you'll never forget that. You'll never forget what he yeah. did to rescue your country. And yeah, I agree with you. He's not going to go away. They all know he's not going to go away. He, he's he's going to set up a media platform where he's just going to keep saying what he's saying um, and he's going to have a high viewership because his fans will listen to anything he has to say. Um, well, my question, to, how, you, my question yeah. to you before we wrap up is what do you think should happen when he continues to do this? Because I believe that out of office he will continue to do this because we know that he likes the media, we know that he likes the spotlight, we know that he will have Twitter on full force so now anything he says will get likes, will get support. And we've, no, we've noticed that people are willing to be radicalized by his words, so. Ah, good. it's a good question. But uh, the answer is things don't change since 2018 and midway to, the, to 2019. So you talked about Alex Jones. What's happened to Alex Jones is that he got deplatformed by YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Mm-hmm. There's no content where most people are getting content today. So the thing is with Trump, the reason why Trump was allowed to, on his um, Twitter account, to just be the way he was is because um, Twitter said that his POTUS handle is um, an information and news information handle, so they couldn't, they couldn't get rid of it. I understand Under that, but terms, this is what I'm saying. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. If Trump was removed from t- YouTube, Twitter, and all that, all that, all, all that means is that me and you, the people who are not Trump supporters, won't come across, won't stumble across his news. But there's still Breitbart and all those other media outlets who still champion his message and who still make him into a symbol of the freedom of the net of the revolution. Do you know what I mean? So if his message, yeah. his message doesn't need to get across to you or me. His message needs to get across his audience. His audience already subscribed to him on alternative channels. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, what can what can be done about that? Nothing. Nothing can be done about that. The point is that he 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 will have a cult following, but nowhere near the size of the audience he had on the on the main platforms where most people are getting but, their information. But my today. question is, so it will impact him. Oh uh, yeah. Do you think? Do you think he could be able to action his cult following? Definitely. Sure. Sure. You know <laughs> what else? But he's, he doesn't have the the power of the presidency anymore. Yeah, but so and that's a huge does, difference. If he does, what do you think would happen to him? If he if he does action, well, multiple things. Like 
and this is what I said, this is what I thought, right? Because a lot of people have raised this concern about the fact that, you know, he's not going to go away. He's going to keep mobilizing his audience, blah, blah, blah. But the difference, the huge difference now is that he doesn't have the power of the presidency. Well, that was what was keeping him afloat and keeping him safe. Now, if he starts saying to his audience, are oh, they doing this, they're doing this, we need to march down and do all this stuff. Biden just says to the FBI, go sort, sort him out. Or, you know, he gets him arrested. Anything, okay. he could be prosecuted, he's no longer protected. So he okay. now has to be very careful. He has to be very careful because he's still operating as though he's still president of the United States. He's not. A sitting president can't be prosecuted, like you said, but if you're no longer sitting, <laughs> they'll come after you, man. And they don't like him already. So they'll okay. do anything to get rid of him. Okay, so, so what's your final take then? Yeah, final take is, look, this is a good time. I think the Trump years, and I think we said in the previous um, podcast, the Trump years were wild and entertaining. I'm not going to lie. I, don't, I think everyone else in the world was entertained by the Trump years. But I'm also very happy for America. I think another four years of Trump would have been insane. And that, and that really is encapsulated with what happened yesterday in the, in, with Congress. It should never have happened. Um, people have died. And it's all, because, it's, and it's all his fault. It's all his fault. And that just tells you that, and I hope Americans take that in and say, next time when we have another election, let's not just elect any odd person who has a reality TV show. <laughs> not, leave Kim K alone. <laughs> you think that's why they broke up? She wants to run for president too. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be, can't be doing that. How do you feel? What's your last thought? Uh, my final take on it is I, I, I have a feeling that Trump might carry on and Trump is pseudo above the law and for widely weasley ways even if he acts on someone he'll still get out of being arrested I believe that I believe that the core of America's power base side with him and even though they have to condemn him at times they don't, they respect the work it's done for them. And he'll go down yeah. as a folklore hero in those circles. Cause he tried to bring, mm. he, he was a man who was willing to try and bring the good times back. And he's done, he's done a lot of damage that needs to be overcome. And that's gonna have America back at work trying to fix what he's done. And the other things is that some of the, some of the consequences of his policies haven't really hit yet. And they'll hit mm -hmm. in the next two years of Biden's presidency, and that's that. And like, what mm -hmm. I am, what I am happy about though is that because Trump's done this, it's going to put more pressure on Biden to do something extreme to, as a countermeasure. So then it's going to be if he doesn't do something to combat the police or combat some kind of prejudice on a on a national level, then I think his presidency uh, amongst the black voters anyway would be seen as a failure yeah i agree i agree i think biden cannot be soft he, he needs to at least he needs to be what trump is to the country which is that folklore hero that you're you're yeah right that's it for this episode so that's been monkeyfish the specialist hasn't said anything divisive today <laughs> That's it. Oh, you are you waiting for me to uh, to add something to device? No, 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 my no. black book. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna say monkey fish out. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> monkey fish out.